The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, we've got a complete and utter Democratic freakout going on right now because our very blunt and upfront president cursed. I know it's crazy. Nobody out there in Realville, Realville here curses or says anything that's not dainty or professional, but literally it's amazing to tune into Fox, CNN, MSLSD. I'm watching all of of these news outlets, and it is dominating the airwaves. And look, there are bigger things going on here, and I'm going to let you behind the door. Welcome to the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning as I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program this morning, because it's going to be, by the way, it's going to be a fantastic program. Give the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline a call, 888-900-3393. Now look, in hour two, we're going to welcome to the program Border Patrol agent Art Del Cueto, 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 short E. I got to say that right, Art Del Cueto. He is with the Border Patrol Council down in Arizona, good friend of the conservative cartel. So you're going to want to tune in an hour or two. You're going to make sure to go grab a couple of friends, your family members, anybody you know. Tell them to tune into the cartel this morning on the Blaze Radio Network because that comes up in hour two. Hour three, owner of Right Wing News, columnist for Town Hall, uh, townhall.com. John Hawkins is going to join us, and he has got a fantastic article that he put out last night at townhall.com. You're going to want to read about how the left and the mainstream media are killing social media for the right. So, fantastic show coming up, but we got, uh, we've got crap hole gate. Now, I can't say the real thing, even though CNN must have said it probably 80 times yesterday. I mean, the, the, left, is, the left is in complete freakout right now. They're in complete freakout mode right now over the fact that Donald Trump, and if you don't know what's going on, let me fill you in because I'm getting right to it this morning. There's just, I got so much to talk about and so much to get to. There's just no time to waste. The left, the Democratic Party is in complete freakout mode this morning, yesterday, because Donald Trump called Haiti, El Salvador, Africa, a crap hole country, supposedly, mind you, supposedly. These anonymous sources, and for those of you, that are not listening on the Blaze Radio Network, are not listening on TalkAmericaRadio.us, Spreaker.com, iTunes, iHeart. I'm using air quotes on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page where you can head over to and watch the live streaming video of this show. So please head over there. Our contest is going on again this weekend. I want 300 likes and follows before the end of the show. Get going. Get going. Get over to the Conservative Cartel. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Because look. Social media is shutting conservative voices down. If we don't get around these algorithms and these overlords of Zuckerberg and Jack, Dor- Jack Dorsey and all those people with Twitter, Facebook, we're never going to get the message out. So you got to go after them, right? So go over and do that. But look, the left is in complete meltdown. 
and, and I always ask myself, I was talking to producer Ron yesterday, what are we missing? What, what, what are we missing behind the scenes? What's going on that the left has to churn up this fabricated message to this, this, this faux outrage, as Rush Limbaugh talked about it yesterday, to get you to look at something else, right? Because this is what the left does. The left has been backed into a corner. I don't know if you paid attention on Tuesday, but Donald Trump manipulated the Democratic Party like it's never been manipulated before, and they've been licking their wounds ever since. Now, let me fill you in. On Tuesday, Donald Trump met with many senators and congressmen and women in an open-door meeting to the press about DACA, the Deferred Action for uh, Childhood Arrivals. And I'm going to get to that in hour two. But these all play in together. They all tie together. So Donald Trump puts this meeting on Tuesday and says, hey, let's, let's air out our grievances. Let's get together. Let's talk about what's going on because we've got, literally, we've got six days until we're looking at government shutdown. I, I mean, there's so much going on. It's crazy. You got to tie all this together, though. So hang with me. You've got the government getting ready to shut down on the 19th. The Democratic Party wants a clean DACA bill, which means no border wall, no money for the border wall, but yet we want to give amnesty to these dreamers, these illegal aliens who have come here deferred on a government, it's it's on a presidential executive order, DAPA, the Deferred Action on Parenthood Arrival, and the Parent Arrival, has already been thrown out as unconstitutional. They're the same thing. So the Democrats are are, are scuttling. They're they're all over the place. They're they're trying to figure out what to do. Donald Trump runs circles around him on Tuesday, and, and what he literally does is he gets them into a closed-door meeting and then brings in the press. <laughs> and then says, hey, I'll listen to you. Why don't you tell the world who you really stand with? I mean, this is what he did. And this is why the left is ticked off about it. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm, I am battling a head cold like you wouldn't believe. I'm going to try to keep this as good as I can and save my voice for three hours, but... He brought in the Democrats, and he showed the world what they stand for. I mean, you've got Ste- you've got Steiny Hoyer in there, Steny or however you say his name, and they're saying we need to get these dreamers in. We need to take care of these kids. These aren't these aren't kids. They're damn adults. I mean, these are people who are 30, 40 years old. You know, when I think of children, I think of 8, 9, 10, 14, 15. I mean, you start becoming to early adolescence at around 14, 15. You know, you're starting high school. You're getting in there. You know, you're, you're a kid still, but you're moving into adulthood. You know what I'm saying? So it... it the the left the liberal left wants to put in your head that these are kids that we have to feel bad for these kids we have to give them refuge we have to take care of them it isn't their fault that their parents came here and they were born kind of things the anchor baby argument right well now the left 
is completely off their rockers because Donald Trump outplayed them. And the funny thing is, as we sit here, and we're going to talk about this for the next three hours, all of this goes together. The left wants to tell you that Donald Trump is a moron, that he's unfit, that we ought to look at the 25th Amendment, which is, you know, the ability for the president to be physically able and mentally able to be president. And if the cabinet or the House or the Senate thinks he's not, they can vote on the 25th Amendment to enact that to pull him out of office. Now, they're ticked because the whole narrative, and by by they, I mean the Democratic Party, the whole narrative was Donald Trump was unfit. And then he pulls him, pulls the Democratic Party into this meeting on Tuesday and shows the world that he's not unfit. But what he also showed was that you couldn't bend his words. You couldn't change the narrative like the, the liberal media has been doing forever and ever. But, you know, the funny thing is Donald Trump is only saying what you and I, average Americans, believe. I mean, we have this big deal. Where all of these celebrities said, well, if Donald Trump is president, I'm moving to Canada. Or I'm moving to Spain. Not one of them said, look, if Donald Trump is president, I'm moving to Africa. I'm moving to Haiti. Because they know. We know. We're not fooling anybody. The president knows. And every one of these Democrats know that Haiti is a crap hole. I mean, I'm looking at pictures all day long yesterday of rusted buildings and and garbage in the street. And you're looking at these poor children that live there who live in poverty, who don't have clean water. And I talked about this on my show yesterday. Sally Struthers would be out of a job if it weren't for the fact that we have third world nations. Because you've all probably at some point in your life given money to that foundation. And I don't remember what it is. I probably should have looked it up again this morning, but I didn't. But that's my point. This is not new news. It's not something that people didn't know about. So you have to ask the question. Here's the question for the rest of the first hour. What are the Democrats trying to get you not to look at? I'm going to get deep into that deal as we go on this hour. So stick around. The cartel rolls on. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Block and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, CNN, the Clinton News Network, thinks they've dropped a bomb on us by innocently flogging the anonymous familiar, the sources familiar with the meeting story of President Trump calling some countries crap hole countries. And he didn't use crap, by the way, but we are on radio and FCC will find us. And I'm pretty sure Ron doesn't want to write a check. So welcome back to. The Conservative Cartel. This Saturday morning, I'm live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. My name is Matt Locke, by the way, your voice of liberty. We are currently on the Blaze Radio Network, so tune in there at theblaze.com 
for the audio version of this program. You want to be part of the program, by the way. We are going, well, looks like we're going to move. I think Art got his got his uh, times messed up. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline actually has Mr. Art Del Cueto on the phone. So look, we're going to go right to Art. I don't know how this all happened, but here we are. Hey, Art, welcome to the cartel. How are you, sir? Hey, Matt, how you doing out there? I'm I, I'm great. And by the way, thank you. Thank Did you for showing up very early. What's that? Did I get my times mixed up? What time is it in the East Coast? It right now is nine fifteen on the East Coast, not ten fifteen. By uh, the way, it's six fifteen your it's, time. So good morning. No, Have you had your cup of Black Rifle coffee yet? It's seven fifteen out here right now. Oh, it's seven fifteen out there right now. Oh, you're in mm-hmm. Mountain Time. Well, Arizona doesn't ever. Ch- we don't. We don't oh, do so. all right. Well, let's get into this, and we got you. Hey, let's do it. We'll just rearrange it. <laughs> this is this is what good show hosts do right here. So let me introduce right you, Art, on. so that everybody knows what's going on here. I met Art in Washington D.C. when we went out for the Fair Conference, the Federation of, of Americans for Immigration Reform. And Art was rolling around this deal, and he was the only guy in Washington D.C. that we knew that was carrying a firearm. By the way, so we kind of made friends with Art very quickly, but Art, you've been uh, with the Border Patrol since what, two thousand and three? Yes, since two thousand and three. Uh, and tell everybody, tell everybody what your role is with the Border Patrol. Well, I, well, with, with the Border Patrol, I'm an agent, obviously. Okay, but um, I, I'm on your show, and what I do, it's it's a long list, and I don't want to sound like I'm being cocky. I'm well, be cocky. We, uh, we love cocky no, at the cartel. Be that. cocky. No, no, no. So I am the local president of the Tucson sector, which is the largest sector in the country. And I am also a national vice president. I am the national, one of the national spokespersons for the National Border Pro Council. And I'm also a host of The Green Line, which is a podcast that we run for the National Border Pro Council. And by the way, the Green Line podcast, you need to get over there and listen to that. Because um, I'm seeing here, Art, that uh, you guys took the Green Line uh, to uh, syndication. So you're now on KBOI. Yeah, we're on KBOI. We're on KNST down in Tucson. And uh, you can find us on you know iTunes, obviously, and iHeartRadio. Very good. So let, let me ask and you a question. I was gonna I was gonna talk DACA with you, but let let's talk let's talk some countries because you're down there and we can talk some immigration and this all kind of flows into the same thing. DACA, uh, this whole crap hole uh, countries that Trump's talking about. The picture we put up on Facebook was you shaking Donald Trump's hand. So in your right. personal opinion, you've met Donald Trump. What what kind of man would you say he is? You know, it's hard to say to people because even if I say it, Matt, people are, oh, well, he's just saying that because of where he's at. But the reality is I've been doing this for quite some time representing the uh, the union, right? And yes. I've met a lot of politicians, like real politicians. And I'm not going to go down the list of who I've met, but I've met a lot of them. Um, President Trump has always been down to earth. We had meetings with him prior to him becoming uh, a president, and we had meetings with him after he became president, and he was right. the exact same person, humble and down oh. to earth. And I know people are like, oh, he's humble. He was humble and down to earth. Um, one thing that just amazed me of him is that every time that he saw us after the first time he met us, his ability to remember our, our names um, and well, he's a smart dude. Art, look, and here's the thing, not to cut you off, 
But Donald Trump is a smart guy. I mean, these these Democrats keep telling us that he's unfit, that he's unstable, that he drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day. This he, He's not kidding. Donald Trump was not kidding when he said he's a genius. The guy has got a very high IQ. He, he is a great businessman. And this is just literally a story fabricated from the left. And, and, and everybody I talk to says the same thing. Donald Trump, if they've met him, if they know them, if they've had any kind of contact with him, says the same thing. The guy's genuine, he's got a big heart, and he is not what the media portrays. No, that's exactly it. And, and you know, I mean, there's no doubt. I'm Hispanic, right? My wife is Hispanic. He met my wife. Yes. Uh, my wife has an accent. He was never rude, disrespectful, racial in any way. Um, we went up there to, uh, to his uh, buildings in New York, and we, we ate there, and the majority of of the people that worked there were Hispanic. I even spoke to them on the side and I said, Oh, come on, tell me you guys got dirt. You know, right. just, you know, just me being joking around and they're like, right. Sure. There's nothing we can say. He is awesome. And you know, another thing you got to look at, you never heard none of these ridiculous stories about him uh, until he decided to go after, you know, the presidency, you know, all these Democrats, yes. they would hang out with him. They were saying he was cool. And all of a sudden well, he turned racist overnight because, now he, he he didn't follow their values, I and mean, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're, you're 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 making too much sense, Art. So we've got Art Del Cueto on the phone from the Border Patrol, by the way, down there in Arizona, um, from the Green Line podcast. So you've done a little you've done a little radio and have done it successfully. Why did you start the Green Line podcast? So I didn't necessarily start it. Uh, it was a couple other guys out of San Diego that started it. Uh, and it was just news out of San Diego, pretty much, Border Patrol News. Uh, but it was pretty much funded by the National Border Patrol Council. So the guys at, at, at the top said, well, wait a minute. We need more news because we're funding it. It's a national thing, right? Yeah. Um, and then I jumped on. And then Chris Cabrera, who is uh, the, uh, my co-host, he, he's out of Texas. He jumped yep. on. And, so, and we've been doing it ever since. And I guess we want to bring – we got tired of seeing the news and, you know, all the, the, the big wigs saying this is what's going on at the border, this is what's happening, and they would always get something wrong. Um, and that was frustrating. So our point was let's get something more national where we can really discuss what's going on. Obviously, it has its limitations because we're the only show that is run by active agents. Right. So there's some things that we can't talk about because That's the agency right. will come up and say, well, you got that as your position as agent. So we right. just we, it's a fine line, but uh, we bring real news, I guess. We tell people what's really going on in the border because a lot of people don't understand it. Well, and look, you're kind of like the military in a way because we deal with Tyler Merritt over at Nine Line. And, and when you're actively involved in the military, there are things you cannot say on the radio, period. Right. End of story. And right. that's kind of you. But I, I, I guarantee – by meeting you, Art, and knowing you as a person, you guys walk that line just as fine as you can to get the information and the truth out to the people who need to hear it. We try, and, and one of the, the best examples is, you know, there was some incidents uh, of an agent that passed away down in El Paso, and we spoke briefly about it, and, and not briefly, you know, about what we knew, because you want to make sure that you don't say anything that you may have acquired in your position, but we talked about the incident back and forth. Um, a week later, I myself am, am working out in the field because I still work the field. So I'm out in the field, and I'm involved in a shooting. 
And the news starts calling me for it. And I said, I can't talk about it because I was actively in, I was involved. So then right. the next question, well, you know, you, uh, were you the shooter? Were you the shooter? And I was like, I can't talk about it, man. It's, it's an investigation. I can't even talk about it. Well, and Art, let's so go there. Was, okay. Let, let's go there go because we're talking about Donald Trump. We're talking about the person. We're talking about the character. You're a Border Patrol agent. What have you seen on the border since Donald Trump has been president and the talk that he has had about securing the border, putting up the wall? What's the feeling? What's the look down there on the border? Well, there's different types of walls, and that's what people need to understand. So obviously the left has their own version of, well, the wall is this gigantic, you know, like the wall in China, the Great Wall. And if that isn't accomplished, then we're going to go ahead and talk that Donald Trump didn't do that because that's just what they do. Uh, But there's areas where uh, there's natural barriers. So if the wall is not completely in those areas, it's something that perhaps we don't need there. Um, we, we have a fence there that's pretty much a barbed wire. That's it. Right. Um, now, there's other areas where we need something better than what we have. I work on the Tohono O'odham Reservation, which is a Native American reservation. It's one of the largest reservations in the country. Um, and it stretches into Mexico. So the difference between that area is you have to jump through hoops to get all kinds of just technology alone in that area. So it makes it more difficult. Um, so that's that's really the point is there's areas where we need more walls. Uh, there's areas where fencing would work. There's areas where we just need more technology. But all right. around, the one thing that we definitely need is we need more agents so we can affect the arrests. And so it's not a one-size-fits-all, then? It's not. But, um, you know, one thing I will tell you is, um, so I've been doing this for 13 years, and, you know, I've been through a couple presidents. But the, the Obama administration, uh, it was just a very, very dark times for the Border Patrol. We've always been looked at as the, as the stepchildren, to be honest. Right. Uh, right. But during that time, it was just difficult because – we would hear the president not talk well of Border Patrol agents. We would hear politicians not talk, you know, us in a good light. Right. And, and that was very difficult for agents. You know, you go out there and you do your job. Uh, you get rocked. You get spit on. Uh, at times you get shot by, by people on the south side. Uh, you know, and then you, you do the job and you arrest these individuals that would constantly attack us. Uh, physical, you know, altercations, and then you take him before the prosecutors, and they do not even prosecute these guys. Uh, we would catch guys with large amounts of, of dope, you know, large amounts of marijuana coming into yep. the country, and then you'd kick him out the back door because they'd say, let's fail, failure to meet prosecution guidelines. So, wow. Hey, Art, very, Art, very- can I jump in here real quick? Can I get you yeah. for one more segment? We're up against a hard break at the bottom of the hour. Yeah, no. but can you hang around? For about three minutes, this bottom half of the segment, we'll get right back to you, Ron. We're going to push the honoring our heroes to the third to the next segment. So, hey, guys, stick around. I've got Art Del Cueto on the line on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. We're talking Border Patrol. We're talking security. We're going to get into DACA. Don't go anywhere. The cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. 
conservative cartel, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the conservative cartel, alive this morning from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. My name is Matt Locke. I am your voice of liberty on the Blaze Radio Network. The uh, Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. 888-900-3393. I want to take a quick second to just get in a quick little bit here. We've got a new advertiser at the Conservative Cartel, Moonstruck Leather. It's concealed carry purses for women. So you women out there, head over to theconservativecartel.com forward slash Moonstruck. They've got fantastic leather purses from the finest Italy the Milano tanneries. It's fantastic. Veteran owned the conservative cartel.com forward slash moonstruck. It'll let you know that the cartel sent you now on the black rifle coffee hotline. Art Del Quito out in Arizona, border patrol agent, extraordinaire, all around fantastic guy. Met this gentleman and um, another agent while we were out in fair in Washington, DC for the immigration reform, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. And Art, I appreciate the fact that you stuck around because we're going to move our Honoring Our Heroes to Hour 2 and just flip-flop the hours, so we'll get that done because we, we honor our veterans, our Border Patrol agents, our first responders, firefighters, police officers here on the cartel. But let's talk DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. What are your thoughts on DACA, first off? Um, well, I mean, a lot of people talk about it. Well, DACA, DAPA, all this. All these things, it's something, it's pres, uh, President Obama used procedures and whatever he could to pretty much allow lawlessness. That's my views on it. Um, you know, it, the deportations were down. Um, he used this in, in eight out of ten individuals that we apprehended were pretty much allowed to stay. Um, and it was just failed policy after policy. He put these individuals in, in a closet is the way I see it. I know it sounds horrible. It sounds harsh, but that's what he did because he didn't fix anything for him. He promised he would do something. That way everyone would be nice and happy and, and, and say, oh, Obama's trying, but he didn't do anything. Uh, and he did this with Congress not wanting it. Now right. you fast forward and you have President Trump that is saying, hey, this is what it was and what it is. So and people are upset, but he's just he's calling it like it is. Um, and he said, Congress, you can't allow these people to just stay in a closet. You have to do your job and give them some kind of status. Right. That's what one, one way or another. Art. Right. One way or another. Either either you do something because you're right. Art. Let, let me fill in the audience for those who don't know. DAPA, which was the deferred arrivals of parents in DACA, mm-hmm. the deferred arrival of children was an executive order. It was never passed through Congress. So all Donald Trump has done is said, hey, look, government, do your job. You either figure out a way to keep them here or you send them back, right? And that has caused all these people to now protest and say he's racist. What is racist (laughs) about what he did? You know, I mean, it's it's horrible. I was watching the news and I was seeing people protested. It was the Russia. It was the pink hats. It was, you know, the things he said in, in, in private in a locker room, which I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I've said worse. I'm gonna oh, we all have. Come on, Art. Art, um, we are men. Right. We are pigs. Yes. We talk a lot of garbage with our friends. I mean, mm-hmm. look, mm-hmm. when you're around men and testosterone is flowing, 
we say yes. things that are not for public consumption. Correct. Exactly. So, and then that was protested. You know what? I got news for all the vegetarians out there. President Trump is not a vegetarian, so go out and protest now. Might as well right. go protest. All the vegetarians go out and protest. He, right. he, he kills animals. I know. I mean, it's ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous. This is the world, Art. The world we now live in, we are moving from one crisis to the next crisis to the next crisis. And the reason we are doing that is because we have one party in this country, the Democrat Party, that has no vision. The only vision they have is we hate Trump and we have to do everything uh-huh. we can to make sure he's no longer around. I, I agree. I agree. Unbelievable. Uh, I think isn't he's it? doing a great job. Uh, since since he has been in office, I will tell you the morale within Border Patrol is still not where it should be. Obviously, there's still things that we need to focus on, and there's a lot of things we need to fix. Uh, well, let, let, hold on, not, hold on, hold on. You just very that's a very interesting point. What needs to be focused on, and what needs to be fixed? Well, some of the issues that are facing agents. Um, it, it's there's still a lot of leftovers from the Obama administration, so right. it's still difficult for us to get some of these prosecutions. They're still a, they're getting looked at now, which is is better than nothing, right? Because before they weren't even looked at. Um, but we still have agents that that get assaulted. The assaults are extremely up in Border Patrol, like extremely up. When right. I first started doing this job, the very first group that I apprehended by myself was a group of eighty. 80, 80, 80. Yes. 8 wow. by myself in the middle of the desert in 2003 with my backup being half an hour away. Holy smokes. And, and I caught all 80 and none of them ran. Right. <laughs> um, now you, you catch these individuals and, and the groups are smaller, right? The groups are smaller, but there's always at least one individual in that group that wants to to fight you right and I'm with rocks or you know whatever with right rocks, with every, i mean we've had agents that have been detaining individuals and they've had their fingers bitten off they've had what? you know the the guy will, will try to bite their faces or try to bite their ears it's that's the level of savagery when it wow. comes to the individuals that we're arresting now it's that is it's that bad Wow. And, and the general public art doesn't know that. They don't know what you see on a day-to-day basis because the Democratic Party is like, well, these poor kids, you know, they got to be able to stay here. How many children do you run into in, in, say, a week? You know, we run into children, but talking about these poor kids and talking back on the, the deferred action programs and, and individuals, DACA, where they were able to stay, right? Back when we had that big influx of children – Right. And, and and if you have me on camera, I'd be using quotation marks in, up in oh, the air. Oh, you're using air quotes. I use them all the time. Go right ahead. Yes. Yes. So we we were we were filled. We were. This is this is. I don't know. If I'm going to tell. I'm going to share this story with you. It's going to be a real eye opener for some of the listeners. Well, you got to go right? quick because we got two minutes. Yes. Go. We caught tons of kids. We put them in these in, in these holding cells. It was it was fencing so they could see each other. They were trading sexual acts between the chain link fence. Between what? the training fencing. These are children, though, you know? Right, but it was right. American kids that look older than you and me, but they were claiming to be 17 years old. Right. We had to board these things with plywood. Within hours, there was holes in the plywood so they continue 
doing what they were doing. Unreal. So, I mean, those are the, these aren't your, I play, you know, Call of Duty or I play uh, Madden football kids. <laughs> These these are these kids, you know, wow. they're, they're mean and they're angry and, and and they're ready to 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 attack you. And we've had agents attacked by some of these seventeen year olds that don't look like seventeen year olds. Right. And obviously, you can't prosecute them. So um, what I well, think our, about this, these these program is we need to secure the border. We yes. need to really come after these individuals that are breaking the laws before we can worry about giving them some type of amnesty is what it is right and art let me tell you this we're out of time unfortunately two segments is never enough it's never enough time but here let me do this tell everybody where they can find the podcast how they can find you and how how they can connect go ahead all you got to do is you just jump on obviously uh iheart radio and go to the green line you'll find me on the green line uh also if you go to Facebook and you go to local National Border Patrol Council, local 2544, I'm on there. You can even message me through there. Um, well, Art, that's what you got. Thank you for Art, having me. No, uh, thank you. Thank you. you. I mean, it's an here. honor, and, and you're, you're doing yeoman's work. I mean, keep up the great work. You're, you're a friend of the cartel. You're always welcome. Hey, what I want to do, I'll send you a message. I want to send you a shirt. So, let, I'll get with you later, and we'll get you a cartel shirt. You're 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 an official member of the cartel now, a good one, not yes. the Mexican cartel. A good, cart- a good that's cartel. right, not the ones I arrest all day. Not that's right, Art. Thank you for joining us. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for your time, Art Del Quito from the Border Patrol down there in Arizona. My gosh, he's a hero. He's the people that we honor. That's why we honor our heroes. That guy's a hero. He is doing the work that is fantastic that needs to be done. And what a great first person telling of what actually is happening there. Because we're just not getting the on the ground news. And what does the cartel do when we don't know something? We go get somebody who knows it. So thank you, Art. Fantastic. Go check out the Green Line podcast. He's a fantastic guy. They do fantastic work getting the news out. But stick around. We're going to wrap up this hour. We're going we're gonna to get through this uh, crap hole deal. The cartel rolls on the Saturday morning. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Rocking and rolling this Saturday morning. I'll tell you what, what a fantastic interview from Art, Border Patrol Agent Art Del Cueto. Uh, I thanked him during the break. Fantastic guy. He said, God bless America. The, a true American, a, a true hero. I mean, we throw that word around a lot in this country. You know, we honor here on the cartel, we honor our heroes. We do it. We're moving that, by the way, to hour number two, bottom of hour number two. So we will get there. Believe me, we're not going to forget our heroes. But what a true hero. Uh, The guy is doing work. Uh, He's keeping our country safe. He comes onto the show and tells us exactly what's going on, who Donald Trump is. Fantastic interview. Welcome back to the conservative cartel. My name is Matt Locke. I am your voice of liberty. I am live. 
from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, love to hear from you. Love to hear anything about this crap hole comment from Donald Trump, but that ticks you off. We talked a little DACA, and we're going to get to DACA in hour two, by the way. We're going to get right smack dab in the middle of that. But if you want to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393, as I enjoy my Black Rifle Coffee here in studio. And if you're watching on, on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page, the live stream, please like and share that and follow and share it with all your friends because we have to get around the Facebook algorithms. You know, in an hour three, by the way, I'm going to have owner from Right Wing News, John Hawkins, columnist for townhall.com. We're going to talk about his article about how social media is killing the conservative message and conservative companies. So you're going to stick around for that. But I want to wrap up this first hour of this crap hole comment. Because first of all, it was told by anonymous, anonymous sources. And then Dick Durbin came out yesterday and said, well, I heard it multiple times. But yet David Perdue and Tom Cotton came out yesterday and said, well, we don't recall Donald Trump saying that. So why, first of all, do we think the left is throwing up a smoke screen? Because I think that's what this is. I think it's a diversion. It's a distraction. So I asked Ron yesterday. I said, what in the heck's going on? I mean, whenever all this stuff happens, and it's producer Ron, by the way. So everybody knows out there, producer Ron that runs the spaceship here at the conservative cartel. I asked him yesterday, I said, what are we missing? Because that's always the first question in my mind. What are we missing? Why are we getting such a blowback from the left about Donald Trump cursing? Because I have, a, I have an article from Rolling Stone, and I'm going to go through it just real quick. But Abraham Lincoln is cussed. Barack Obama called Mitt Romney a bullcrapper. I, I mean, Joe Biden said it was a big effing deal for the world to hear, uh, you know, Barack Obama, I, I don't think I should take any SH oop from anybody, you know, you've got Lyndon Johnson who said he was going to have the N words voting, you know, Democrat for a hundred years. Uh, you got Harry Truman calling Douglas MacArthur, a dumb son of a blank and a shifty eyed GD liar. I mean, this isn't the first time that presidents have cursed, right? I mean, believe me, I got a potty mouth. You can ask anybody that knows me. I think the people who cuss are the most genuine, honest people I know. I give you the shirt off my back, but yeah, I say a, I say an F word every now and then. You know, I throw some cuss words around. It's just who I am. I don't do it on the air because, of course, it's against FCC rules. But here's the bigger picture that we're missing. So I went and did my homework, right? As I'm putting the show together last night, I'm like, what am I missing here? What is going on? So I came across this article from a very, I think it was, uh, I think it was Zero Hedge, by the way, ZeroHedge.com, from this Joel Schechtman. And he says, look, U.S. authorities have charged a Maryland businessman with bribing a Russian official in an effort to win contracts to ship uranium to the United States. Now, if you got your thinking cap on out there, what do we know about uranium? Uranium One, Rosatom, Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State. But U.S. prosecutors have unsealed money laundering, foreign bribery, and wire fraud charges against one Mark Lambert, 54, in federal court in Greenbelt, Maryland, yesterday. Yesterday. Lambert denies the allegations and plans to fight them in court, his attorney William Sullivan said during a pretrial hearing. Now, let's. Let's jump into this real quick. Prosecutors allege that Lambert, former co-president <clears throat> excuse me, of a Maryland-based shipping company, 
Transport Logistics International, TLI, bribed a Russian energy official through a series of shell companies in Cyprus, Latvia, and Switzerland in exchange for contracts to ship nuclear fuel to the U.S. utilities. Now, the U.S. Foreign Corrupt Practices Act makes it a crime for businesses to bribe overseas officials to win business. Now, what do we know about uranium? Uranium one, Hillary Clinton. If this guy is connected to Hillary Clinton, the house of cards starts falling. Now, for decades, Washington and Moscow had an agreement that converted uranium from Russia's nuclear stockpiles to civilian-grade fuel, which was shipped to the United States for use in civilian power plants. The changes are the latest chapter in a sprawling federal investigation into corruption involved in Russia's sale of uranium to the United States, which brings Hillary Clinton right to the forefront. The uranium investigation drew increased public attention last year after an informant involved in the probe claimed to have evidence tying the former Obama administration to Russian influence peddling a charge former administration officials have denied. Now, in 2015, a Maryland judge sentenced the Russian official named in the case, Vadim Mikorin, a former director at state-owned Rosatom, to four years of laundering money connected to the bribes. Now, Lambert's former co-president, Darren Condre, pleaded guilty to bribery and wire fraud charge in 2015 as an awaiting sentencing. So let's start connecting the dots out there for all of you listening in today. We now have unsealed documents of wire fraud, bribery, uranium, Russia, the Obama administration, Hillary Clinton. Why do you think the liberals are you think the liberals are a bit nervous today? Do you think the Democratic Party doesn't want you to know this information? Why do you think it came out on a Friday night? I mean, this is propaganda of the highest level from a state-run media controlled by the Democratic Party. So what do they have to do? They've got to tell you that they're faux offended by the fact that Donald Trump said the SH word. Now, here's here's the kicker. Here's the thing that made my brain go into overdrive. Talking to producer Ron about this yesterday. I said, was this a a pre-planned assault by Donald Trump to bring to the forefront the fact that the Clintons ripped off Haiti? I mean, is this man just that genius? It, it would be a, it would absolutely be a stroke of genius. It would be unbelievable if Donald Trump and his pre-planning did all of this to bring to the forefront the fact that the Clintons ripped off Haiti. Because now, all you're seeing on social media, all you're hearing about are these comments about these crap hole countries, and I'm telling you right now, it's brilliant if this was Donald Trump's plan. And... and, and And I'm going to say to you, I wouldn't doubt if it was. After we talked to Art, you know, about him meeting with Donald Trump, he even said it. Look, even after he met met us in in, in his second interview, he remembered our names. This guy is not, Donald Trump is not stupid. 
He is far from it. I mean, the media wants you to think that he's inept. But this guy, Donald Trump is not dumb. So you have to look at this and you have to think to yourself, was this all done on purpose to get you to look at Haiti and the Clintons? Or is it a distraction from the left because all hell is breaking loose on the front of Uranium One in this whole, you know, special prosecutor for this deal and now we're not we don't know what jeff sessions is doing but by god they're being awful quiet and you have to think to yourself is something big coming that's the question on the table why else would you lose your mind over the fact that the president cursed he didn't call haitians crap holes he called the country i mean hell look in this country detroit baltimore l.a We can call them crap holes very easy. But look, stick around. Hour two, we're going to talk DACA. We're going to talk all kinds of things. DACA and hour three, Fusion GPS, uh, right-wing news owner John Hawkins and Town Hall columnist. We're going to talk about social media conservatism. Lots to talk about as the conservative cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. We'll be right back. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Man, was that a quick hour or what? But as I'm sitting here in our Nine Line Apparel studios in the beautiful city of Fort Worth, I'm watching Fox News here up on the channel. And uh, Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas has introduced a bill to make these tax cuts permanent. Because as we know... These tax cuts have a sunset provision in them. They they, they go away here in, I think, uh, 2024 or something like that. It's like eight years or maybe 10 years. So maybe 2028, 20, I don't know exact date. But uh, Senator Ted Cruz, great state of Texas, has come out and said, look, let's make these permanent. So I wanted to say that. I, I'm not going to have time to get into today. I haven't even researched it. But you can listen to me talk about it on the conservative cartel Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page. But look, we are back, the Conservative Cartel. My name is Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. Glad that you joined us here this morning. If you want to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 202-866-7466. So, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Gave the wrong phone number. Oh, my goodness. Muscle memory. You got to call 888-933-93. I gave the cartel number out, Executive Producer Ron. That's kind of – I do that Monday through Friday, so I get in this little habit of doing it without your brain attached. 888-933-93 is the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline here at the Blaze Radio Network. So, with that being said, let's get straight into this because I just don't have enough time in, in all of this to get this done. DACA. The deferred action on childhood arrivals, right? The, the executive order that I talked to Border Patrol Agent Art about in hour one. And by the way, 
I saw some comments on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page if they missed the interview. It was supposed to be in this hour. And I apologize. I got the time wrong because Art's out in Arizona, and they're like one of the only states that that don't flip times back and forth. They don't have daylight savings time. So they're on the different time than I thought they were. So we got art an hour early. So if you missed that interview, you can go back and listen to it on iHeart, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, The Blaze is on. Um, you can find it on our page, you know, the Conservative Cartel Facebook page, the live video. Go back and listen to that interview with art. We just did it an hour early. So now this hour, we're going to honor our heroes at the bottom of the hour. But Senate Democrats claim... <laughs> Alice says I need some black rifle coffee. I don't think so. I'm already hyped up enough. I've had about three cups this morning. But Senate Democrats claim they have developed a new bipartisan amnesty plan for young, which we know is not the case, dreamer illegals. I mean, already even told us what was going on with these kids. But their plan also offers a quasi-amnesty to the illegal immigrant parents who brought the 3.25 million dreamer illegals into the United States. Now, I want you to think about that for a second because it's called chain migration. So look, the Amnesty Plus plan was developed by Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat, Illinois, with the cooperation of several pro-amnesty GOP senators. Here we go. It's the Gang of Eight all over again which include Colorado Senator Cory Gardner, Rhino, Arizona Senator Jeff Flake, not rerunning, and Senator Lindsey Graham, who is a complete and utter Democrat. He's best friends with John McCain. I, I don't know where John McCain's at, but John McCain's been missing in action for the last three weeks, but he came out yesterday and criticized Donald Trump for saying a cuss word. I mean, I'll bet you money that John McCain is cursed. I guarantee it. But yet he crawls out from under his rock to go after our president and does not do anything for our country. I'm a little sick of John McCain, just so you know. But it's the Gang of Eight all over again. It's the Gang of Eight amnesty group all over again. And what Donald Trump has been saying on this DACA deal is, look, we've got to get rid of chain migration, which, by the way, I'm going to talk about in this hour. Dick Durbin has come out so that chain migration is racist. I, I, you can't make this crap up. But he wants to get rid of chain migration. He wants to get rid of the visa lottery system for immigration. And he wants a border wall, more border security. I don't think that's asking too much, right? But in an afternoon statement, the senators claimed President Trump called on Congress to solve the DACA challenge. We have been working for four months and have reached an agreement in principle that addresses border security, the diversity visa lottery, chain migration slash family reunification, and the DREAM Act, the areas outlined by the president. We are now working to build support, support for that deal in Congress. Now, I want you to think about something for just a minute. We, have a, we are looking at a government shutdown coming on Friday. I mean, we are staring right down the barrel of a government shutdown. And we've seen this, we've seen this scenario play out before. You know, the left's going to go out there to the mainstream media. They're going to say that it's the Republicans' fault. They're going to put on intense pressure to these little knock-kneed, no-spine, little whiny Republicans 
and they're all going to run to President Trump. Well, we got to do something. We're getting hammered in the media. They don't have any spines. Now, I've been watching this morning. Donald Trump's been tweeting, and I'm going to pull up his Twitter account here in the next segment. I'm not going to get to that yet. But he's been tweeting this morning, and he is starting to set up the argument for a government shutdown. I'm going to tell you right now. We are at a, a do-or-die time. I was watching Fox News this morning, and Newt Gingrich was on, and he's absolutely right. We are at a very critical time in this country because we've got these two entities. We've got the Democratic Socialist Party, and you've got liberty, freedom, and what we think is the Republican Party conservatives. If we allow this amnesty on the right, and we allow this overrun, this chain migration, if we give the Democrats a clean bill, you can kiss this country goodbye for conservatives. Donald Trump ran on the fence, build the wall, whatever the heck you want to call it. That was his central pillar of his campaign. If the right folds, and gives the left what they want, which we've done many times. We've seen this before. The Democrats have played this card over and over and over again. They've played it to their advantage. They've used the media. They've cornered the Republicans, and the Republicans have caved every single time. If we don't cave and we show the world what the Democratic Party is, We show the country what this socialistic, communistic party is. Then we roll to a huge election victory in 2018 in November of this year. And this country sees continued growth, continued jobs, continued wealth, and continued more money in yours and my pocket. Those are the the decisions. Those are the two conflicting entities that we are currently dealing with today. It's it's put up or shut up time. You know, all these politicians, they tell you they're going to take care of you. They tell you they're going to go fight for you. They're going to lower your taxes. Going to make your life better. They're going to take care of this country. They're going to bring jobs. You know, they're going to give you a brighter future for your children. They tell you that on the campaign trail. Then they go to Washington, D.C., and they get sucked up in the swamp. Money starts flowing. Influence starts flowing. I talked about this yesterday. I'm going to talk about it again because I'm going to talk about Dopey Diane Feinstein in Hour 3 and this whole Fusion GPS, the transcript, and all that stuff. But Diane Feinstein is worth $77 million. She has been a lifelong politician making $170,000 a year. She's been in Congress for 30 years plus. So if you take 170,000 times 10 years is 1.7 million. 1.7 million times three is 5.1 million. So in 30 years, Diane Feinstein, dopey Diane, would have made about five to $6 million, yet she's worth $77 million. How do you make that money on a government salary? A very, it's a very easy question to ask. They are not in this thing for you. The Democratic Party is not in this thing for you. And I've got an article in here that says, coming up, leaked memo, 
DACA amnesty is critical component of the Democratic Party's future electoral success. We start putting these things together. We start looking at these stories, and it's all going to start making sense. So don't go anywhere. Critical component of future electoral success. Donald Trump tweets on DACA. The wall. Government shutdown. Boy, lots and lots to talk about. The conservative cartel will be right back this Saturday morning. Stick around. The conservative cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. A leak memo from the left-wing organization, the Center for American Progress Action Fund, admits that passing an amnesty for the nearly 800,000 illegal aliens shielded from deportation by the President Obama-created Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program is a critical component of the Democratic Party's future electoral success welcome back to the conservative cartel this saturday morning i am matt lock your voice of liberty shining beacon in your dark dreary socialistic democratic world they're trying to move us into i am live from the nine line apparel studios here in the beautiful city of fort worth texas on the blaze radio network by the way so thank you for joining us there if you'd like to be part of the program the black rifle coffee hotline is open 888-900-3393 so look leaked memo this from breitbart here we go setting this all up i mean we know the ultimate goal of the left we know ultimately what they want to do they want a clean daca bill they need these these dreamers to come in because they're a voting block I have an article in the stack that I may get to here. I talked about this uh, yesterday's show, I believe, but uh, trying to find it here. I got all kinds of articles here, right here. Civil rights commissioner scolds DACA amnesty plan because black Americans will be disproportionately harmed. See, the African-American community is getting wise to what the Democratic Party is doing to them. This is vitally important to the Democratic Party to pick up this voting block. They don't care about the kids. They don't give two they don't give two shakes about what goes on with them. They need them to vote Democrat. Cuz I'm going to tell you right now. I've said this many times on this program in the past. If these dreamers, using air quotes for those of you on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page, if they cared for these dreamers or if these dreamers, let's put it this way, if these dreamers were conservative voters, there would have been a wall already built. Because we've already had 2006, we already had a bill passed, security fence bill or whatnot. David Webb was talking about this morning on Fox News. Back in 2006, we passed funding for a wall through Congress. If these dreamers were voting Republican, the wall would already be there. But I want to go to, I I told you that I was going to go over to Donald Trump's Twitter page because this is just, I'm going to tell you what, Donald Trump is radio gold. 
I don't care what you think or what you like or don't like about him, whatever. The guy gets right to the point. Maybe he did call these these countries crap hole countries. I don't know. I wasn't there. I, I wouldn't put it past the left to make it up. I wouldn't pass, put it past Donald Trump to say it, to be quite honest. So I'm about 50-50 on the subject. But Donald Trump on Twitter this morning, uh, unbelievable. So about an hour ago, Donald Trump says, I don't believe the Democrats really want to see a deal on DACA. They are all talk and no action. This is the time, but day by day, they are blowing the one great opportunity they have too bad. (laughs) Boy, is that not spot on? I mean, is that not right in the middle of what's going on here? Donald Trump, he is not phased by what's going on here. But this, this stuff gets better, by the way. The next tweet is America first, all in caps with exclamation point. The next tweet which was two hours ago, says the Democrats are all talk and no action. They are doing nothing to fix DACA. Great opportunity missed. Too bad. Now, I told you in the last segment, Donald Trump, President Trump, is setting up the argument for a government shutdown. I mean, this is literally what he's doing. If, if, if you look at, at, at what's going on here, he's ma- he is taking the argument to the American people. And he's telling you the truth because this is a huge, huge opportunity loss for the left. Excuse me. I mean, I don't believe in amnesty. I believe shut DACA down, put the border wall up, and let's go and get rid of everybody who is here illegally. I mean, that's my stance. But the pragmatic guy, Matt Locke, the sales guy, Matt Locke, knows that when you ever want to get a deal done, when you ever want to get a, a, a sale or, or you want to get something done, negotiated, you got to get something to give something. You know what I mean? You, you, you don't get everything you want. It's never a perfect, air quotes, deal. That's why it's called negotiation. You know, you want to start high. You want to start where you want to get done. And you work your way down to a point where you're okay with what you got. I mean, that's the art of the deal. Works in every sales presentation you'll ever do in your life. And here we are. I mean, I don't want amnesty. But if it requires giving amnesty to 700 or 800,000 kids to get the security of the border wall built and funded, to get chain migration ended and the visa lottery for migration done, isn't that win-win-win? These DACA kids are already here. We could deport them. I mean, we could be completely stringent upon the the deal and say, get out. But we haven't yet. So another Donald Trump tweet. The Democrats are all talking, no action. Oh, I read that one. Okay. Yesterday was a big day for the stock market. Jobs are coming back to America. Yes, they are. Chrysler is coming back to the USA from Mexico. And I don't know if you heard about that yesterday. Chrysler is going to build a new facility in Michigan, employ 4,000 more people, and start building their trucks, the Dodge Ram, in Michigan and not Mexico. That's a huge deal. They're going to employ 4,000 people. Jobs, money, wages, more tax base. Unbelievable. And it says also tax cut money to employees is pouring into our economy with many more companies announcing American business is hot again. Now, I want you to think about all that. Those are the last four tweets of Donald Trump. 
First of all, he's right. The stock market literally is at almost 26,000. I don't I don't get it. I'm not a stock analyst by any means of the imagination, but our stock market at this point is just booming, and it has zero to do with Barack Obama. I mean, businesses are hiring. Wages are increasing. You're getting more money in your paycheck, and the Democratic Party hasn't a clue of what has hit them. And that's why you're seeing all of this stuff. And now I saw an article yesterday where they want to censure President Trump. They have nothing. And the president of Chase Bank, Jamie Dimon, comes on to Fox News this morning and says the Democrats have no legitimate candidate for 2020. Jamie Dimon is not a Republican, and he sure the heck isn't a conservative. I mean, the walls are crumbling all around the Democratic Party. Donald Trump has ended Obamacare by getting rid of the mandate. He has taken it to China, and he is decimating the left in this country. I mean, he brought him into that meeting on Tuesday and made him look silly. And made them confess to the entire world what they wanted to do. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So the media reports here, by the way, also say that this Democratic plan would eliminate the visa lottery. This is that we're back to the expanded Dreamer amnesty, which is from the left, as required by Trump. So they, they want to eliminate the visa lottery, but would then assign the green cards to another Democrat-favored group, the roughly 300,000 temporary protected status migrants. Now, there was a story here earlier this week uh, where Donald Trump, here it is, President Trump's deputies ended the often extended TPS, which is which is that temporary, uh, let me find it again. I, gotta, I always lose this doggone thing, and it's right here in the middle of the doggone uh, letter. Where was it at? The temporary, uh, yeah, the temporary protected status. Uh, for 200,000 El Salvadorian migrants, which were first granted earth, were first granted to them when an earthquake hit their country in 2001. 2001. That was 17 years ago. Temporary protected status for 17 years. So they want to eliminate the visa lottery, but they want to bring back green cards to these temporary protected status migrants that Trump's trying to get rid of. See how this works? Now. Oh, the migrants are poor people from El Salvador, Nicaragua, Haiti, and other disaster-prone underdeveloped countries who have been given temporary permission to live in the United States. Now, their residency is now expiring because, what I just told you, Trump's deputies are refusing to extend the much-extended residency cards. Now, by the way, they're giving them, the, the crazy thing about that entire story is that this temporary protection, this whole deal, it gives these El Salvadorians until 2019, September of 2019. That's 18 months. I mean, it's not like they're going home right now, and it's giving them time to apply for citizenship, of which they should have done in the last 17 years. So I I, I don't have my little fiddle, my violin out playing, for these El Salvadorians who have been in the country 17 years and haven't gotten off their lazy duffs to apply for citizenship in this country. 
I, I am as befuddled as you are. I, I mean, we have gotten to the point where I look at this stuff and I'm absolutely just amazed at the things I read today. You know, but this thing goes on. I mean, Jeff Flake, by the way, also admitted to reporters that the Democrats have not agreed, not agreed, on a border security plan. Which Donald Trump and the GOP is requiring. Along with an end to chain migration and the visa lottery as any part of any deal. Asked what the biggest remaining hurdle was, Flake pointed to a border security package and, and, and said, you know, what's sufficient, you know? That's what we're working on, and but we've been pretty much got a bill together. Do you? Do you really have a bill together? I mean, are we are we at that point? I don't think we are. I don't think we are. But look, I just I could sit here and talk to you. I'm I'm gonna bring up a few more things here on DACA. We might even cover Twitter this hour because I didn't get it to it the last hour. We might get to that yet. Project Veritas is at it again. With Twitter, we might leave that to hour three. I don't know yet. We're going to get back into DACA. Honoring our heroes coming up next. You're going to want to tune into that. Make sure you share, share, share uh, the conservative cartel. You know, look, we're, we're rocking and rolling. We'll be right back this Saturday morning. The conservative cartel returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning. My name's Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888 900 Now, it is that time again. We, we moved it from the first hour to the second hour, honoring our heroes. And I want to get right to this because the cartel, we are advocates of honoring our military, first responders, firefighters, police officers, veterans. We love them, and we can't do enough for them. But today, we honor Sergeant First Class Mihail Golan, 34, died of his injuries following a small arms fire engagement during a dismounted patrol, the release said. Four other soldiers were wounded during that fight. Now, Quote, we are deeply saddened by the loss of one of our own, U.S. Forces Afghanistan Commander General John Nicholson said in a statement, at this very difficult time, our heartfelt sympathies go out to the families and friends of our fallen and wounded brothers. Now, Golan, a weapons sergeant, was deployed to Nagandahar Province with 2nd Battalion, 10th Special Forces Group out of Fort Carson, Colorado, in support of Operation Freedom Sentinel. The incident is under investigation. The release said U.S. Army Special Operations Command spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Robert Bockholt could not provide updates on the wounded. Now, Golan, who immigrated from Latvia in 2004, enlisted in the Army in early 05. He served as an infantryman with the 25th Infantry Division in Alaska before graduating 
from the Special Forces Qualification Course in 2014. He had previously deployed to Iraq and twice to Afghanistan, according to a release from the U.S. Army Special Operations Command. His awards include two Purple Hearts, three Army Commendation Medals, and three Army Achievement Medals. So God bless you. God bless you, Mr. Golan. Thank you for serving our country, for immigrating to this country, and believing in the American dream. Godspeed, and may peace find you in the next world. I'll tell you, it's, it's tough. It's tough here to get through some of that stuff. These are heroes. These are truly men and women who have given everything they have for the cause. Everything. And we cannot say enough here at the conservative cartel of how much that means to us as freedom-loving individuals to honor these guys. So do me a great big favor. If you're on the conservative cartel Facebook page, share that thing. Share it with everybody you know, and let's honor these men and women who give the ultimate sacrifice to our country. Now, I want to get back to DACA. I want to get back to to this whole thing, but I'm going to take just a quick second here, and I want to give a shout-out to one of our advertisers, ClayClips.com. Now, if you get a moment, head over to ClayClips.com, C-L-A-Y-C-L-I-P-S.com, veteran-owned. He makes a little clip that you can hang your, your clay pigeons on, so instead of throwing them out of a thrower and shooting them with a shotgun, you shoot them flat off a backer board. ClayClips.com, veteran-owned. Get over there, show them some love, because we support all of our veteran-owned companies here at the cartel. Sunday on MSNBC's KCDC, Representative Joaquin Castro, Democrat out of Texas, said most Democrats would vote against any version, any version of a Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals policy fix that includes funding for a wall on the U.S.-Mexico border. Any. Any means all, every. For those of you in Corona, Indiana, everything, all, everything included. You can't make nothing left out. So we're at an impasse. We're at a point here where I'm telling you, I want to bring this back up to your attention because I have an article here that I was reading. And in four months, this article here that Democrats expand Dreamer Amnesty Plan, it says, you know, they've been working for four months and they think they've come up with a solution, right? Well, you've had all year to come up with a budget. That's 12 months, and yet you haven't. Why? I can't remember the last time that this country had a budget where you actually had 12 appropriations bills to fund the government normally, and you funded infrastructure, you funded social programs, you funded the military, you did the things you needed to do to keep the government running and funded in in doing a budget. We haven't done that. Instead, what we've done is we've been lazy. And I don't think it's even laziness. I think this is all pre-planned. Because instead of doing, doing appropriations bills, we do what's called continuing resolutions. Now, a continuing resolution, it, I want you to think about it this way. You've got 12 grocery bags that are individual bags of groceries that cover each individual section of the government being funded. Let's just say their grocery bag's full of money. So, you, like I said, you got one for the military. You've got one for, I don't know, social programs. You've got one for infrastructure. You've got one for whatever, right? You got 12 of them. Well, a continuing resolution is just one big grocery bag full of money, and you don't know what the money goes for. There, there's no outline. 
there, 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 there's no documentation that says X amount of dollars go here, X amount of dollars go here, X amount of dollars go here. They're all just thrown in there because they want to hide it from you. These politicians want to hide from you where the money is actually going. They don't want you to know. They don't want you part of this. They know more than you. Your stupid redneck flyover country. They know more than you. They don't want you to know anything that's going on. And they are coming out. I mean, they are literally, the Democratic Party is telling you and I that there isn't any version of the DACA policy fix that includes funding a wall. What do you do? What do you do if you're Donald Trump? What what do you do if you're the Republican Party? Because you saw in that meeting on Tuesday, if you watched it, Dopey Diane Feinstein, that's her new name on the conservative cartel, Dopey Diane. She came right out in that meeting and said, look, we want a clean DACA bill right now. And later on down the road, we might, which means never, talk to you about border security. See, this is what the Democratic Party does. Gimme, 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 gimme now. And later you might get something. I'm tired of those politics. I'm tired. It doesn't take a genius or a stable genius in Donald Trump's case to see that we're being played by the Democratic Party. That's why Ted Cruz came out this morning and is trying to pass a bill to make these tax cuts for you and I permanent. We're at a point where we know what the left is doing to us. At what point do we start saying, nope, we're done. We're done with this. We'll give you something now and we get nothing later mentality. That's not how you negotiate. I talked about that in the last segment. A good negotiation is some give and take. You know, you start out really high with what you want, what the best package for you is, what the best outcome is, and you work your way down to where you're comfortable with what you can take away. The Democratic Party starts down here. They're not up here with the best case scenario. They're saying, hey, right here's our deal. We're not going anywhere. We're we're not going to negotiate. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to start right here. You're going to do what we want to do, or we're not going to do anything. That's not a negotiation. That's a hostage. That's a hostage situation. They're throwing out demands and ultimatums saying we're not doing it. So they're not negotiating in good faith, and Donald Trump knows that. That's why he pulled them into that meeting on Tuesday in front of the entire country on the you know mainstream media because he's trying to show you that. The left doesn't want to negotiate in good faith. They want to hold this country hostage. They want to hold the pay of the military hostage for these dreamers that they care about because it's a voting block and they need them Coming this year in 2018, I mean, if Donald Trump gets a wall, if Donald Trump gets a wall and gets this DACA thing this year, you can kiss the Democrats, you can kiss them goodbye. They're done. That's what Newt Gingrich was talking about. If we get a DACA deal, that is what the the Republican Party wants, the Democratic Party, dead. Dead on arrival. Done. They'll be Republicans in office for the next 30 to 50 years. It'll be that LBJ moment. We'll have Republicans voting 
we'll have, we'll have these guys voting Republicans for years, for years and years, 50 years. I mean, this is the crucial stakes that we're under. But look, I've got one more segment. And there's one more thing I want to get to here. I've got an article of why Republicans should not cave to these Democrat demands on DACA. And it goes through very exclusively. I'm going to get into that along with we might get to Twitter. We may wait till the third hour to get into that with John Hawkins from Right Wing News and townhall.com. But lots more to come on the conservative cartel. You're going to want to stick around as I'll be right back right after this. The Conservative Cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, President Donald Trump outlined the basic structure of a DACA deal last Sunday. The so-called dreamers, illegal aliens brought to the U.S. as minors, would be able to stay legally in the country, but only if a border wall is built. Now, Trump's deal might be acceptable to conservatives as long as the wall comes first. And there are other safeguards like mandatory E-Verify and an end to chain migration. But Democrats seem convinced they can hold out for more. Welcome back to the conservative cartel. My name is Matt Locke, your voice of liberty, as I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program this morning, by all means, give me a call on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. Now, I want to take a moment and thank all of you who have found me on your internet device or your radio dial. You can find us on Facebook Live, the Conservative Cartel page, and I've got that challenge out there. We need 300 likes and follows, so get to it. Like, follow the page, the Conservative Cartel. Share it with all of your like-minded friends. Let's get the, the word out there because the evil Facebook overlords are trying to shut the conservative word down on social media. So the only way to get around that is by you helping us out. Share, like, follow. Got it? In that order. I want to give a shout out to Talk 92.1 out of Valdosta, Georgia, Talk 107.5 out of Jasper, Florida, and Talk 1330 out of Carrollton, Georgia. Thank you for carrying the conservative cartel on your terrestrial dial. We're on TalkAmericaRadio.us, Spreaker.com, iTunes, and of course, iHeartRadio. So get the cartel on the go. And on top of that, we're on the Blaze Radio Network. So thank you all of you who handle this. And by the way, big changes are coming to the conservative cartel. I've had some people ask. I'm only going to address this once. Rocky Stucci is no longer with the program. He just It, it was a, a deal. It happened. Here we go. So moving forward, there's going to be some big changes coming to the program. You're going to want to stick around for that. But Donald Trump, DACA, the whole deal, you know. These Democrats believe, they're convinced, that they can hold out, that they can get what they want. They know that every time they've played their ace in the hole, every time they've played their Trump card, yes, I meant that as a Trump card, don't mind the pun, they win. The Republican Party gives in, they get what they want, there's no negotiation. 
Now, look, first of all, Democrats believe that they have all the political momentum because of the mainstream media. They think that they are going to ride a wave to victory in the midterm elections come November. Moreover, talk of removing the president from office, either by impeachment or by the use of the 25th Amendment, has Democrats believing that they have time on their side. Second, while some DACA beneficiaries will begin losing their protective status in March, few Democrats are really worried that the Trump administration will begin deporting them. They believe the president does not have the nerve to do it any more than Republicans have the nerve to allow a government shutdown. And Democrats are prepared to let the problem fester as they have for years, the better to use it to motivate Latino voters in November. Now let's talk about that. The Democratic Party does not want this issue to end. They don't want it to go away. This is an issue they can use in 2018 in the midterms and 2020 in the in the election, in the presidential election. I want you to think about this for a second. From 2008 to 2010, the, Tem- the Democrats controlled the House, the Senate, and the presidency. If they wanted DACA done, They would have done it then. They don't care about these dreamers, these kids. They care about votes. They care about elections. They need a wedge issue. That's the new PC term here, the hot button term, wedge issues. They need this issue to drive voters. They need wedges. They need to drive wedges between the voting class. They need to stir up the Latinos, the African-American community, the Asians, the minorities. They need, they are using you. I want you to look at this week's economic numbers. I mean, they're fantastic. Jobs are up. Economy's up. Wages are up. Unemployment's down. And you know what also is down? African-American unemployment. Hispanic unemployment. Both are at record lows. But yet, the Democrats don't want to solve this problem. They want nothing to do with DACA. They need it to continue to hammer the Republicans come election time. Democrats, look, politicians as a whole are not problem solvers. I I want you to take this for a second. Most of our politicians are lawyers. I have dealt with a lawyer for many, many years. I hate it. I actually finally found a good one. But lawyers are paid to argue. Lawyers are paid to continue to stir you up so that you will continue to fight and spend money with them so the problem keeps going. Are you starting to get what I'm I'm throwing down here? Lawyers are not problem solvers. Business people are. Entrepreneurs are are problem solvers because they run a business. They have a bottom line. They have to make profit. If you don't make profit, you close your doors and go out of business. Lawyers don't. Lawyers make more money the longer you argue. Seeing what I'm saying? All these lawyers don't want this problem to go away. 
because they continue to make hay. And it's not money they're making, it's voting, it's control, it's power. I want that to sink in for just a second. Because I know a lot of you out there have dealt with lawyers. I know you have. I have. A lot of people have. I mean, I would rather have a root canal. And, and look, I actually like my lawyer now. He's the one guy that hasn't ripped me off. And actually, he's done a good job. Now, I've gotten screwed through the court system. That's neither here nor there. And there's nothing my lawyer could do about it. But at least, you know, look, my whole overarching theme is they're not there to, they're not there to solve problems. They would have. They would have solved problems when they controlled the government. They would have instituted Obamacare when they had it. But they didn't because they didn't want to. They don't want to fix your problems. They don't want to solve anything. They want to keep you mad. They want to keep you stirred up. They want to keep these minorities stirred up. They want them to think that they're being slighted. They want them to think that they're being denigrated, that they're being stomped on, that they're being underappreciated, when in fact the only thing they're being done is they're being used. And when Donald Trump said, look, black community, Come with me. What what have you got to lose? Let me help you figure out the problem. Here we are. Here we are. But the third and most important reason that Democrats are unlikely to agree to a reasonable DACA deal is that they are incapable of compromising with President Trump on anything. The proof is in the recent tax reform law. Democrats suffered a major setback when Republicans capped the state and local tax deduction, SALT. That will hit wealthy taxpayers in liberal blue states and will encourage many to leave for low-tax red states. Losing salt could even spark a a conservative revival in some blue states as taxpayers fight back. Democrats probably could have preserved salt if they had worked with the Republicans on it, say reducing the corporate tax rate, which most agree needed to be done. But because they refused to be seen helping Trump, they lost, and they lost big so here's the deal to wrap up this second hour the right and the republicans have to stand firm there is just in any other choice the democrats are not going to make a deal on anything and and, and i'm going to say this i've said this a couple times before it's time to probably change the senate rules the house rules are are just a majority vote the senate is a supermajority at 60 to get this passed at some point i think donald trump was correct The Senate rules are just that, Senate rules. They're not constitutional. They have nothing to do with the Constitution. We put those Senate rules in on down the line after the Constitution was written. At some point, we've got to get something done. If the Democrats say they aren't moving, then we need to bypass the Democrats, get it done, get it moving forward, and get on with it. But look, don't go anywhere. In hour hour number three, John Hawkins, owner of Right Wing News, columnist at townhall.com, is going to join me. You're going to want to listen to that conversation as the cartel rolls on. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network.
You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, Project Veritas video shows former Twitter employees discussing shadow banning users. The latest video from James O'Keefe's Project Veritas shows Twitter employees appearing to admit that the platform has shadow banned users in the past and applies its rules and censorship algorithms unevenly in an effort to rid the platform of Trump supporters and conservatives. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. This is hour number three, by the way. Final hour. My name's Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is still open. 888 is how you reach the program today. Now, look, we're going to have a fantastic conversation coming up in segments two and three with right-wing news owner, John Hawkins, town hall columnist. And we're going to get into this because I talked about how important it is for those of you listening to me on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page to share, follow, and like. And, and what you really need to do, if you would do me a huge favor, is get in there and, and hit your notifications and put me at the top. Anytime, if you want to see the Conservative Cartel information first thing on your Facebook page, you've got to turn that on. You can go into Facebook and turn it on and say, and say see all my posts first. Because if you do that, You'll get all of our stuff, and I'm going to tell you, I run the Facebook here for the Conservative Cartel. I post all kinds of articles of what I'm going to talk about on the radio program Monday through Friday. On Saturdays, you get a lot of breaking news. I do a lot of stuff, and I go to about 70 or 80 different outlets to get it. So you can get all of your news from the Conservative Cartel, okay? Or you can head over to theconservativecartel.com. That's our website. But please do that for me because here we are. Here we are. This is a perfect ex- explanation, and we're going to get into. I'm going to tell you a fantastic read here. I got to find this. I pulled it up this morning and I read it because uh, John Hawkins, who writes for town, uh, Townhall.com, he wrote an article that he posted last night at midnight. How conservatives are being destroyed by Facebook, Twitter, and Google without even realizing it. We're going to get real deep into that discussion coming up in segments two and three. So you're going to want to share that, okay? And we're actually going to be on the Blaze Radio Network's uh, Facebook page coming up here in the next segment. So we'll we'll welcome those folks in as well. But uh, James O'Keefe's Project Veritas is at it again. I mean, I think you all know him. He's the undercover guy that dealt with Planned Parenthood and all the baby parts scandal and whatnot. He went after Acorn, if you remember that, that whole propaganda arm of the Democratic Party. But uh, he has now went after Twitter. And in the video, which corroborates previous Breitbart tech reporting. A former content review agent for Twitter, Mo Narai, N-O-R-A-I, Narai or Naraya, Naraya, or I don't know how, I, 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 I probably pronounced it wrong every way, appears to admit to banning accounts for political reasons. Quote, let's say if it was a pro-Trump thing and I'm anti-Trump, I was like, I banned this whole account. What? I'm going to read that to you again. He says, quote, let's say if it was a pro-Trump thing and I'm anti-Trump, I was like, I'll ban this whole account. So literally he's telling James O'Keefe from Project Veritas that if he doesn't like you, if he's liberal and he's left and he works for Twitter and he finds out that you're a Trump supporter, he's just going to go in and block you. 
Doesn't matter if you didn't uh, follow the community standards. Didn't matter if uh, you're following the rules. I mean, you could be posting puppies on Twitter. But they're going to go in and find you. And he goes on to explain how Twitter's content reviews are biased against conservatives. He says, quote, it goes to you, and then it's at your discretion. And if you're anti-Trump, you're like, oh, you know what? Mo was right. F it. Let it go. Huh. The video also shows Norai agreeing with a Project Veritas reporter that content reviewers would just let a lot of the left-leaning or liberal stuff go through unchecked. Now, I'm going to say a few things here. This is Yeoman's work that James O'Keefe's doing. I may reach out to him and see if we can't get him on the program here real soon. I think that would be a great conversation to have. But these are private businesses. If you or I like it or not, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, um, there might be others. I, I, I'm not on all of them. But they're private-owned businesses. We don't pay for them. I, I don't have to pay for Facebook. I don't have to pay for Twitter. I don't have to pay for Instagram. By the way, and I'm going to give myself a little plug here. Go to the Cartel Matted Instagram and follow me because you'll love the pictures I put on there about what goes on with the cartel. Go to at the Cartel Matt on Twitter because that's my Twitter account. Go to at the Cartel Ron. I mean, he's on he's on board here. Producer Ron's all about this stuff. We are on there everywhere, and then you can go to the Conservative Cartel Facebook page. Look, we use social media. We have to because it's a huge audience. It gets us in front of a lot of people. We have advertisers. That, you know, come onto the program like Clay Clips or a Moonstruck Leather. That we want to get out in front of as many people as possible. We got more advertisers lining up wanting to come onto the program right now. And to do that, you got to put them in front of people. You got to put them in front of the consumer. So we use these platforms. But in the end, these platforms are owned by private companies. So in the end, they can do whatever the heck they want unless they're regulated. And I sure in the heck, I mean, look, we're staring down the barrel of do we want social media regulated? As a utility, do we want the government in the middle of nothing? No. But I'm also going to tell you this. Ron and I have talked many times about doing our own platform, of coming out and doing a social network platform for conservatives. And they're out there. I know Kevin Jackson's done some some stuff with with a conservative platform. Good friend of the program. It's on Fox News. You you, you see Infinity uh, SN. You see Gab. You see some of these coming out. But what happens is Google, who is owned by Alphabet, They'll take these URLs, these web addresses, and they'll throttle down how they're seen. I mean, Gab, I think it was Gab that was supposed to be a competitor for Twitter. Their web hosting company, I believe, came to them and said, look, (laughs) we're not going to host you anymore. You got 72 hours and you're off. You're off the internet. I mean, this is the uphill battle that we are fighting every day to get our conservative word out there. Now, I'm going to tell you, a lot of the big stuff coming to the cartel is centered around the fact that all of this I'm talking to you about right now is going to go away. 
It's not going to be here. It's not going to be a viable platform in the future for conservative voices. It's just not. And that's the article we're going to talk about with John Hawkins in the next segment. We are at a crossroads in this country in every way, shape, and form. You know, we are looking at platforms that are not going to distribute our voice evenly. And heck, we got friends out there telling us, look, Facebook does the same thing. Facebook will hire people to target conservative pages. They just do. But yet you'll see it amazingly. And this is what I was talking about probably about a month ago. You will see a a Democratic Facebook page that has half as many followers as a conservative page outproducing that page 10 times. And, And you scratch your head. You're sitting here thinking, how in the world can a half a million follower page outperform a 25 million follower page? But they do. Because Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, they let the Democratic views go through. They allow them to go through their normal chain of events because we were talking to Graham Allen, who is another nine line guy. He he represents nine line as a brand ambassador. We were talking to Chad Prather, who is a who is a good friend of this program. They put out these videos on YouTube, Facebook, whatnot. And it used to be when they would get 50, 60, 70, 80,000 views, they'd have two, three, four million reach, right? I mean, they would get that many eyes on it. They would reach two, three, four million people. Now they're reaching five, 600,000 people for the same number of people looking at it. It, it, it is being throttled. It is being censored. And, and I'm going to keep this article here in front of me, James O'Keefe, because we'll talk about it a little bit with John, with John Hawkins from Right Wing News. But I'm going to tell you what, you are going to want to stick around for this next interview. John Hawkins is a great interview. He's a smart guy, writer, owner of of, of Right Wing News, Facebook page, and and website. But you're going to want to stick around. So we're going to talk about all of this. We're going to talk about all of this and much, much more. And we're going to get into a lot of other things as well here on the other side with Diane Feinstein and Fusion GPS. So stick around. The Conservative Cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning. My name is Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program this morning, you can do that. You can call 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Uh, waiting for our guests to show up, so we're going we're gonna to keep going here. And I want to welcome those of you in who are listening on the Blaze Facebook page. I appreciate the fact that uh, you are here. But uh, I want to get to an article, by the way, that was written by John Hawkins. And he is a columnist from townhall.com. And the headline is, it's going back perfectly what I was talking about in segment one with Project Veritas, 
with uh, James O'Keefe and this whole how Twitter is, is shadow banning. And the headline is how conservatives are being destroyed by Facebook, Twitter, and Google without even realizing it. Now, I'm going to hit the highlights of this. We're hoping John calls in here. We just get we just shot him a text. Hopefully he responds and calls in because we'd love to talk to him. But uh, he says, remember the mainstream media liberals going out of their minds because the Russians reached almost about 150 million people with their $100,000 Facebook ad buy? In July of 2015, in just a week, right-wing news, their Facebook page, reached 133 million people. That's his page, by the way. Because conservatives were sharing content they were interested in, little old right-wing news, well, the 3.6 million Facebook likes isn't really so little, was driving the same amount of web traffic as some of the biggest newspapers in America. Barack Obama's Facebook page, which was 36 times larger than right-wing news' Facebook page, yet right-wing news had seven times as many people talking about its content. Ironically, (laughs) this is the part that's hurting conservatives all over the place because you see what Facebook giveth, Facebook can take away. So why would Facebook want to kill extremely successful Facebook pages that its users enjoy, right? I mean, you enjoy the page. You, you enjoy what is written there. You enjoy the articles put on the page. You enjoy it, right? So one of the reasons goes back to something that John has told multiple reporters during the 2016 election. He says he believes that all of the thriving right-wing Facebook pages activated large numbers of what he likes to think of as instinctive conservatives. You know, the sort of people who love God, who love guns, and who love America, but who don't follow politics day-to-day, read National Review, or consume any of Milton Friedman's books. From what he could see on Facebook, the group of people loved, loved, loved Donald Trump. And he believes they were responsible for getting him the GOP nomination and probably even got him over the hump in states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. He thinks the liberals that run Facebook came to that very same conclusion. So if you come to that conclusion and you're the business of Facebook and you're ran by Mark Zuckerberg, who is a huge left lefty liberal, You're saying to yourself, wait a minute, that's a lot of pull. It's a lot of competition. Those are a lot of people who we can, through our own Facebook page, through our own platform, is what I was looking for, we can shut those voices down. But you cannot shut them down immediately. That would look That would bring on, because look, um, Dennis Prager does Prager University. I follow them on on Facebook. They are suing right now. They are suing, I believe, Twitter or Facebook. Can't remember which one. Because of being shut down. I think it's Twitter. But they are suing because all of a sudden, and you look at this. I mean, I, I I want to tell you some stories here. Because I've seen this firsthand. I've seen the shadow banning myself firsthand. My Twitter account, at the Cartel Matt, 
has 50,000 followers. I worked my tail off to get those followers. It took me a year and a half, right? All of a sudden, all of my traffic on Twitter went from two, three, four million a month to one million. Same amount of tweets, much bigger audience. All of a sudden, my reach decreased. And I'm like, that's kind of funny. How the heck did that happen? And then not only did my reach decrease, but then everybody that saw the stuff that I was posting on Twitter got the message of this information could be sensitive. Do you want to see it? See where I'm going here? In the information I'm putting up there might have been about the economy. Might have been about illegal immigration. It might have been, I don't know, it might have been about anything. But yet Facebook found it, or not Facebook, Twitter found it within their their platform to put that on me. So, as you can see, if you're following me on Twitter, and you're not a conservative, or you're a moderate, or you don't know much about me, are you as inclined to say, oh, well, you know, Let's see if this is insensitive. Let's see what this is. No, you're not. You're not. So all of those followers that I build up out of sweat equity, all of those followers I've built up over the Matlock show, the conservative cartel, they're all utterly almost useless. And now here we go again. We're building up our Facebook page, the conservative cartel. We're trying to get people to follow us because I post stories. I give you information. You get our live shows, you get everything, the cartel, and once again, the platform will, I mean, I get all the time, all the time, I'll share this show. I will go on to all of these conservative groups, and I share to 10, 12, 15 of them, and I will get put in Facebook jail about every other week. You are sharing to too many groups. What? I mean, that's that's what I get. And I know all of you guys out there who are listening to the conservative cartel on the Facebook live page, you get a lot of the same things because I see you as followers say, hey, Matt, I can't share. I'm in Facebook jail. They won't let me share to groups. That is dampening the reach that we are trying to get through social media. Now, before the election season got into full swing, Facebook had already made some mild downgrades to their reach. Afterwards, when liberal media, mainstream media outlets were screaming about Russia ad buys and fake news, Facebook systematically and methodically reduced the reach of all of its pages with each algorithm change. You always hear about, we're talking about the evil overlords. You know, we got to get around the Facebook algorithms because every time Facebook comes out with a new algorithm, it screws with our reach. By then, most of us understood where it was going long term. If Facebook killed every conservative page overnight, there would be a huge outcry. On the other hand, if Facebook slowly strangles us to death, we'd fade away and would people even notice. Yes, non-political pages were affected too although conservative pages got it worse. And yes, there is a business incentive to do this. When people click on a news story, they leave Facebook. They leave it. 
They go to Fox News. They go to Breitbart. They go to the conservative treehouse. They go to the Gateway Pundit. They go to right-wing news. You know, they leave Facebook. So as a business, there is some incentive. Now, on the other hand, conservative pages like right-wing news were able to become so massive because they were putting out content an awful lot and an awful lot of people on Facebook wanted to read. That's no longer going to be allowed in part because we're putting out a message that the liberals who run the country don't want out there. And there you go. I'm looking on our Facebook Live right now in the conservative cartel. They shut my other page down. Now, in addition to that, he says, as someone who has been working for a living in this business since 2005, he said, let me drop a little truth bomb on you. We are now in a very oversaturated, corporation-dominated media environment. If you don't already have a legacy website that captures traffic years ago and held on to it, huge traffic you can bring in from elsewhere or millions of dollars to spend, your chances of getting a political website off the ground today are, are, are minimal at best. So if you're not a Drudge Report, if you're not a Breitbart, if you're not a Fox News or CNN.com or Salon or Mother Jones, and that may not be the case on the left as it is on the right, you have probably zero chance to get your voice out there. This was why net neutrality was so important to the left in government. This is why the government wanted the ability to control what you saw on the internet. That's why net neutrality was what it was. Now, I know there was a big uproar about this whole deal. Oh, well, my provider can da-da-da-da. No, your internet providers... It's a different deal. Verizon, Comcast, Time Warner, Spectrum, whatever whatever we may be doing, they have to compete with other companies for your business. Facebook doesn't have to compete with you. Twitter doesn't have to compete with you. Hey, Matt. Hey, I just have an update on John Hawkins. Oh, okay. For those that are watching on the Blaze Radio Network Facebook page, John Hawkins is about to call in. So we're going to be ending <laughs> the, the Blaze Facebook page and going over to the conservative cartel page. And uh, John's going to be calling in for this next segment. So oh, good. follow it, us over there, please. And that happens. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate that update. I yes, mean, that, that kind of stuff happens. I mean, we've been trying to get a hold of him. Something might have come up. We'll get on with this. And we're going to talk about this article. So I don't want you to go anywhere. And if you are listening on the Blaze Radio Network's Facebook page, Get over to the conservative cartel. We'll get this interview to you. It's been a crazy morning. We had art in the first hour, not the second. And this is just live radio. you got to roll with the punches. But look, we're going to get back on this. We're going to keep talking about social media. We'll have John Hawkins on. You're not going to want to miss it. Matt Locke, the conservative cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. This is the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Conservative Cartel, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning. My name is Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. I'm live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is still open. 888-900-3393. Now, without further ado... We have found Mr. John Hawkins from Right Wing News and townhall.com. John, how are you this morning, sir? And happy belated birthday. Thank you very much. Great to be on your show. Always glad to do your show. It's a terrific show. Thank you, John. And by the way, fantastic. You know, John allows us to use his Right Wing News Facebook page to broadcast live. So go over there and give it a like, a follow, and check that out because we're sincerely grateful for that. But, John, I want to get right to it here. I've got you for a segment or two. You put out an article last night on townhall.com, and it runs directly into what I was going to talk about in hour three here. So I want to talk to you. How conservatives are being destroyed by Facebook, Twitter, and Google without even realizing it. Why did you write this? Well, for one thing, you mentioned right-wing news. I've been running it since 2001. We just shut it down today. Which, That's crazy. as you can imagine, it was a lot of fun doing that on my birthday, talking to people. I mean, because I, I have people that have written for me for years, and I had right. to talk to them yesterday on my birthday and let them know they weren't going to be working for me anymore. Wow. Basically, it's something you've seen, for example, in this case with Facebook, that they've been working on for quite a while. Uh, back, I mentioned in 2015, you've heard people talk about the Russians and how their ad buys got to almost 150 million people. We got to 133 million people in 2015 in a week. Wow. So, you know, if you want to talk about impact, comparing us to the Russians, we're a lot bigger, and we're only one page out of several. One of my theories, and something I've been pushing for a long time, is that conservative Facebook pages uh, got Donald Trump the nomination, and they probably pushed him over in the general, reason being they activated a lot of people who were not very political. They were kind of, I love God, I love guns, I love America, but you know, they don't you know, read Milton Friedman, they don't read National Review, they probably don't listen to your show. They're just kind of out there, and they're kind of generally conservative, and they were connected to via Facebook. But one of the things you'll find that's, that's kind of interesting about that is there were sites like IJ Review, which has kind of gotten out there a little more now. But at the time, this was a top, I want to say top 5,000 in the world website, and nobody had heard of them on the right because they were hitting such a completely different audience. And there was a lot of that. Well, Facebook, during the 2016 elections, as you know, they could say, oh, this is having an impact, they started cutting our reach. And they kept cutting it more and more and more. It's down to the point now where you can't even float anymore on these. You just can't hold a staff. You can't pay them enough to, to because of the traffic you're getting. And we're not the only ones they hit, but a lot of this does have to do with the liberal complaints about fake news. It has to do with uh, them saying, oh, you know, uh, we don't like the fact that these little independent people are getting out there. We'd like uh, more New York Times, more Washington Post. And you notice the ones they do promote trending-wise are always these mainstream papers. They're right. fact-checkers, always these mainstream liberal ones. So what they're doing is they're driving a huge source of conservative energy. Uh, basically, they're just driving it off their site. 
And you're seeing this across multiple ones. Twitter is doing the same thing to a degree, a lesser degree. YouTube is doing it big time. They're demonetizing a lot of conservative channels just for being conservative. Sorry, man, you're conservative. We don't need you. You can't sell ads. And look, they're not kicking them off the site. They're not censoring them. But you're not going to spend – some of these videos, man, take 20, 25 man hours to put together. And you're not going to do that for free when some liberal who's doing every lousy thing in a book gets to stay monetized. Because he's liberal. Well, I mean, John, it, it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something here. I want to cut in because I was watching Fox yesterday, and, and, and we've been talking about this. The conservative cartel, we're a relatively new radio program. I mean, we're in our infancy. We're trying to grow. And you made some great comments in your, your story here that we're going to get back to. But I was watching Fox News yesterday, and do you know a, a gentleman by the name of Richard Fowler? The Richard Fowler Show. Have you ever sure. heard of that? What well, he is an African-American so. young man who is a liberal – who has a thousand followers on Facebook, twenty five thousand followers on Twitter, and he's on Fox News all the time, and his reach is tremendous. How do you think that happens? Social media. Yes, sir. And and it's amazing because here you've got you, right wing news, a lot of reach and whatnot. And, and look, we have to come to the conclusion, John, and I want to get your comment on this. These are private businesses. What do you do? What. Well, this is where I go. I disagree with a lot of conservatives. I think that social media, and and I do realize I am on the other side, probably of most of your audience on this, but I think social media is the new public square. And I think it's very difficult to get out there without social media. And I would love to see them either one broken up as monopolies, which they are. I mean, look, Facebook is a monopoly. YouTube is a monopoly. Google is a monopoly. I mean, of course, Google owns YouTube. But you get the idea. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see at least some threats of regulation because that would be enough to make them go, whoa, maybe we should rethink this stuff. But it's kind of like with the schools, with Hollywood, with everything else. We just let it go until it's gone. And these websites, this is a little bit of a new thing because up until, gosh, the last few years, these companies have stayed away from any of this kind of stuff. They want everybody on board. Once they got to a position where they're a monopoly and they completely dominate their space, the liberalism takes over. Sure it does. So let me ask you this because, you know, you're right. I'm kind of on the other side of this. doesn't mean we can't have a constructive debate about it. I don't want sure. the government in anything of mine. I, I mean, I normally, and I think you'll agree with me, when the government gets involved, most of it gets screwed up. What, can we agree on that? Sure. Absolutely. Okay. But I understand where you're coming from in a way, and I talked about this in the last segment before you came on, you do have monopolies. You have companies that are monopolizing the space to where like a gab that is an alternative to Twitter Google shut down their hosting platform. That, to me, is a very illegal act. Would you not agree? I would agree. So what you're, I think what you're arguing for, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, when it comes to monopolies, I, I, in general, don't think there's anything unconservative about breaking up a monopoly. As to regulation, I do agree a lot of uh, conservatives have good reason to dislike regulation, but I do think that, There's a time and a place for everything. Like, for example, with unions, I'm very much against unions, but I think, for example, UFC fighters and and wrestlers and the WWE need it. I think it's an appropriate place for it. I think this is an appropriate place to drop some regulations. And again, I do realize most of your audience disagrees with me. I think that's fair, but 
I, I, I really hope, again, we're not getting set up in a situation where one day, let's say, Twitter comes out and says, you know what? If you go out and you, you support guns, we're going to kick you off our service. What are you going right. to do about it? You can go to Gab or something if you can find them if their server hasn't been shut down and they're you know that it's got one I don't know what tiny fraction of the, the the people they've got on there but that's the kind of position you're getting into Facebook is is doing it a little bit they are really done some damage to conservatism with what they've done and you know YouTube same thing they're basically you know they're hosing you off of YouTube so you got to look at these things and say man what's the alternative there isn't one. They're really hurting the conservative movement. They are monopolies. What do you want to do? And and I think most people will probably opt to do nothing, which will do a lot of damage over the long term to the conservative movement. Well, and I hate to see the fact that I hate to hear the fact, John, that you did shut down rightwingnews.com. I mean, you're a big voice in the conservative movement, and you're a lot like me in your views of commonplace, common sense, and we need a lot more in that country, and that's why – we go out to the masses every day and we say, look, guys, there, there's got to be a way to get the message out there. Conservatives have to work together because in bigger numbers, we're a bigger voice. So, you know, I want to end up with this article because can you give me one more segment, John? Absolutely. We've, got about, love we've got about 40 seconds left in this segment, so I don't want to get into a question yet. But here's what I want to get into. I, 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 I messaged you messaged you earlier this week. Let's get into the government shutdown, which is looming on Friday. Let's talk about that nonsense. And I want to talk to you. I want to get your view on where you sit on this DACA deal. I had a Border Patrol agent on before you this morning talking about what the border looks like, what we've got going on, the position of the Democrats, you know, the art of the deal with Trump and all of that. And I really want to get your thoughts. Here's what I really want to go with. So I'll give you a few talking points here that you can think about over the over the, the break here. I want to get what your thoughts were on that meeting with Donald Trump on Tuesday where he brought all those people in and then he brought the press in, he brought the Democrats and the Republicans in, set them down at the same table and started talking about DACA and really put the onus on what these liberals think, how they act, what's going on and what they want. I want to get your opinion on that. There's the music. So look, guys, John Hawkins on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, owner of Right Wing News columnist for townhall.com don't go anywhere we're going to get into those questions and much more as the cartel rolls on this saturday morning the conservative cartel will return on the blaze radio network is the conservative cartel with matt lock and rocky stucci only on the blaze radio network well welcome back to the conservative cartel this saturday morning is i matt lock am live from the nine line apparel studios here on the blaze radio network if you want to be part of the program the black rifle coffee hotline triple eight 933 is how you reach me this morning on that black rifle coffee hotline i have former owner of rightwingnews.com and columnist from townhall.com, John Hawkins. And, John, I'm going to get right to this because 
time is so limited on these programs, and I left you with a few things that I wanted you to mule over the break, and I want to get right at them. We've got, we're staring right down the barrel of a government shutdown January 19th. Donald Trump comes out Tuesday, gets these Democrats, these Republicans all in the room, and then says, hey, media, come on in. And literally completely wiped out the fact that the media had been saying that he's, he's a nincompoop, he's a knucklehead, he's incompetent, everything else. Ran the meeting, showed the world what the Democratic Party really truly stood for and what they wanted to do. Do you think that was a brilliant move by Donald Trump? Or what, what did you take away from this whole DACA thing and this government shutdown heading our way? The biggest thing I took from that original DACA meeting was as, oh, these guys could put anything else up they want. We'll, we'll pass anything. You know, I'll sign anything they come up with. And these are not people, you know, as a guy who's tough on immigration, you want coming up with a plan. So that was the thing I took away. Now, he did do that as well. And, you know, there might be some talk of, hey, well, he buffed his image. He's sort of a he's going to go out and work with these people. But I, I think it's hard to sell that with Trump. Uh, I think he does. Right. I think he is willing to make a deal. That's his nature. And I think he absolutely would make a deal with the Democrats. And I will say this, too. Most presidents, Republican presidents, are terrible at messaging. The last one we had who was any good at it was Ronald Reagan. Trump, God help him, does a lot of things wrong there. But he's also one of the few guys that can go out there and get a message out. And he has done that. I mean, and and the thing is, is we look at social media, Twitter. I mean, Donald Trump is huge on Twitter, and everybody, all these Democrats scream, we got to shut Donald Trump down on Twitter. We got to shut him down. If they ever shut Donald Trump down on Twitter, that would be the end of Twitter because they're already broke. I don't know how they even sustain themselves, but what say you on that? Well, I don't think they would get rid of Trump on Twitter unless he left office. Then all bets are off, man. Right. They uh, yeah. they can't have the president off kicked off of Twitter, but if he's out of office, yeah, they might. I mean, I would not it would not shock me if one day, like I said, they just started saying, "Hey, there are certain views you are not allowed to say." Facebook does this to a degree with their instant articles. For example, right. I was told when I started doing them, "Hey, listen, don't talk about any controversial social issues if you want to go through instant articles. Don't do it. Not not Facebook didn't tell me this, but the other people did. It's like, you know, you don't talk about Black Lives Matter. You don't say transsexuals are really men. You don't go out and say anything that's critical of uh, like feminist groups because they're not going to go for that. So you don't talk about that kind of stuff on instant articles. So I'm just saying they're they're moving how people's content works that way too. You could see that with Twitter. Hey, you know, you don't talk about guns if you want to be on Twitter. Hey, you don't do this, and they could end up blocking a lot of people. And what are we going to say? Oh, it's part of their terms of service. Right, their community standards. Now, I want to go to that community standard because I did I, – I talked this week, and I'm sure you probably saw this article, and we're kind of off a beaten path here. But this, uh, this BDSM uh, company, House of Man, had a nine-year-old cover girl that was a boy. And yet Twitter said – that that did not violate their community standards. Rosie O'Donnell can come out and tell Ben Shapiro to suck her, yeah, which she doesn't have because she's a woman. That doesn't violate Twitter standards. But if you put guns, Muslims, transgenders, or anything of the right-leaning view, you are either suspended or you're violating community standards. I mean, John, in a way, I agree with what you're saying about regulating this industry and, and maybe looking at breaking this monopoly up. But let's head to – I want to get your view on DACA. 
I want I want to sure. Sure. What, what what I talked to Art Del Quito this morning, who is a Border Patrol agent, and he kind of gave us the up to date on the ground at the border scene. But what are your thoughts on this, DACA? And do you, I mean, what do you think about this? Because you said, and, and you said it in our comments here, that you, that Donald Trump's a deal maker. What do you see happening with DACA, the government shutdown, on that end? I do see a, a deal for DACA eventually getting made. Because Republicans want to make it and Democrats want to make it. It's also, though, and this is the important part, pretty much the only leverage we have. The second DACA goes down there, you're not getting anything else through. So anything you want that is significant, like if you want right now, we're not talking about a comprehensive deal. If you want a border wall, you better tie it to DACA. If you want anything, you better tie it to DACA. And if they don't do that, they're not going to get anything of significance. So I'm hoping that Trump, you know, he's gone both ways. At first, he was like, we'll send anything through DACA. We'll sign it however you want to do it. Then he came up with a lot of conditions. Now they're sort of going back and forth. I got to tell you, if he doesn't get a wall right there, he's not, he probably won't get it. Probably won't get it at all during his presidency. So I hope if he stands anywhere, he stands on that one issue. Well, he has said that in the past, and I'm going to agree with you, John, wholeheartedly, because I want you to think about this for a second. What did Donald Trump, what was his main pillar that he ran on during the presidential campaign? Immigration. It's that wall. It, it yeah, is. and the wall in particular. That's right. So if Donald Trump, and I said this on the show, I think, yesterday, if Donald Trump caves on DACA and doesn't get the wall, I agree with you, we get no wall. At all. And if we get no wall, is it fair to say Donald Trump's a one-term president? Oh, I think so, absolutely. And, you know, this is sort of a it's, – it's related to this, but, you know, I read Fire and Fury, Michael Wolf's book. Oh, yes. And one, of the theor- and one of the theories they had in there was that you were, there were three factions fighting out early, and this is – I'm very sure it's true. Steve Bannon, Rince Priebus, and then Jared Kushner and Ivanka. Well, Jared Kushner and Ivanka are the ones that are left, and they are, you know, center-right Democrats. Right. That's what they are. These are not, you know, they may not be Nancy Pelosi, but like, for example, they loved Obamacare. They didn't want to get rid of it. Uh, you know, they, if they, it was up to them, we would stay in place. They are ones who would probably love to just get a, you know, a clean DACA bill through there. So these are the people that are whispering in Donald Trump's ear all the time. I don't know how good that's going to be for the rest of us. I don't like having his kids in there. I don't like having his left-of-center kids in there for sure. So that's that's very dangerous, I think, too. Boy, John, I couldn't agree more. And look, thank you, John. Thank you for taking the time to be with me on the program today. I know your time is valuable. Thank you for spreading the conservative word. We certainly appreciate that. Um, What's in the future for John Hawkins here? You said you shut down rightwingnews.com. Any future plans? Tell people where they can find you. Well, <laughs> let me give you where you can find me on social media for now. <laughs> uh, John Hawkins, RWN, you can get me there. I am also write a column at Town Hall where it's out. What I'm going to do is something I've been planning to do, what I got into this business to do, which is to write books and to write columns. I mean, I wanted to be Thomas Sowell. And now I get to be Thomas Sowell off. It says this is not all bad. It's something we've been planning for a long time, one way or the other. I don't like it having to happen like this, but it is what it is. Well, John, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the cartel. Obviously, we're going to have you on here frequently because your insight is fabulous. Keep up the great work. Keep keep fighting that fight because somebody's got to do it, right? Absolutely. Well, John, thank you for your time. John Hawkins, founder of Right Wing News columnist for 
uh, townhall.com. Make sure you check out his writings. A, a fantastic guy. Uh, I mean, a friend of the cartel. We certainly appreciate the time, and he allows us to use his right wing uh Right Ring News Facebook page. So when we go live during the week, because the cartel is live Monday through Friday during the week on the Right Wing News uh, Facebook page and the, the Political Cowboy Facebook page. So Chad Prather there, too. Great friend of the program. You've heard him on here before. And, of course, the Conservative Cartel Facebook page. So until social media, Facebook, Twitter kicks us off, that's where we'll be. And, of course, on the Blaze Radio Network. We love the fact that the Blaze carries us. So. Love John Hawkins, but I I wanted to take just a a couple minutes and say thank you for all of you who do support us, who who do support the conservative cartel, who support me. Big things are coming. I've been alluding to that. I've informed all of you of what's going on with with Rocky in in, in that direction, so we're not going to go into that. But big things are coming. Big things are coming for the cartel. We've got lots of plans, too. Just like John has plans to write, we have plans. And look. After this whole last segment, we're making plans because of social media. And that's what I can tell you. So you're going to want to stick around for the great things that are coming down the road for the conservative cartel. Because we're making we're making relationships. We're making moves that we hope will set us up for the future. So thank you for tuning in today. Share, share, share. For those of you on the cartel page, TalkAmericaRadio.us, Spreaker, iTunes, iHeart, all that. Hey, Matt Locke, the conservative cartel. Out. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network.